0: Hello and welcome to Gays at the National Parks, the podcast. I'm Dusty. And I'm Mike. And welcome to our season three summit. In this episode, we're talking all about history. If you're joining us for the first time, summit episodes are how we cap off each season at Gays at the National Parks. It's sort of like high school yearbook superlative version of our show, except unlike high school superlatives, there's no Mutt and Jeff category. Okay, what? Yeah. Mutt well, and Mutt Jeff. and Jeff, that's, like, the best friends. That's, like, I think that's, like, an old-timey way to say best Girl, friends. Girl, I have never seen this category uh-huh. at a high school superlative level. Well, it was at mine. Yeah, Was it? Yeah. No, I forget who Nobody, it was. like, voted, like, the the bestest of friends. Oh, that was, like, a thing. No. no. That was a thing at all. Like, no, it was like okay, who well, basically hung out well, all that the time begs like the question you were like inseparable people who well what was your what were the categories for you what were my categories yeah um in high school the category is <laughs> it was like best dressed best hair nicest smile like friendliest most artistic um most sporty I don't remember I can go get my yearbook it's here oh woof yeah. okay okay. Um, not that mine so were let's much take better a look at some acne to people <laughs> <laughs> not that mine were much better right um but I think they were like um uh friendliest mm-hmm. funniest mm-hmm. um most likely also to succeed <laughs> <laughs> most likely to succeed most talented oh that was definitely one most school spirit oh yeah most spirited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that was it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are more that we're just not thinking about because, you know, we went to high school back in like 1682, so. Right. Yeah. Right. When high school was just being invented. Right, exactly. The first time. One Um, room schoolhouse. Were you voted any of those superlatives? I was most creative. Oh, look Or most artistic. And I know that you were the witchiest. (laughs) Right, precisely. You, I believe, were most school-spirited and I believe also best dancer. Yes, and funniest. <laughs> right. 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 Um yeah, I was voted most spirited because um one of my best friends at the time, Stephanie and I would dress like the Spartan cheerleaders from mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. and then the cheerleaders on Friday during pep rallies would give us they just gave us time. Yeah. We were like, "Hey, we want to put a routine together like the Spartan cheerleaders. Could we have some time?" And they were like, "Yeah. And they did. Mm-hmm. And we did it in front of everybody. So I believe that all of those categories were voted on in one lump from yes. that routine. It was like, oh, let's check these boxes. He's funny. Okay. He's, <laughs> he can dance. Okay. And he's got a lot of spirit. Yeah, sure. There you go. <laughs> all three. <laughs> Getting back to our, our actual episode, each of the summit episodes examines the parks in the season through its own particular lens. Let's take a moment to remember which parks we visited this season. Mesa Verde in Colorado. Great Sand Dunes, also in Colorado. Joshua Tree in California. Petrified Forest in Arizona. Grand Canyon in Arizona. Acadia in Maine. Catoctin Mountain in Maryland. And Gettysburg National Military Park in Pennsylvania. Each of the Summit episodes on these parks examines the parks of the past season through its own particular lens. Our Summit on Visitorship examined crowdedness, accessibility, location to civilization, and a whole manner of things you might be curious about when you are visiting one of these parks. Our Summit on Wildlife explores the delicate ecosystems of these parks and the lands that surround them through the lens of their flora and fauna. And our hiking trail summit pits trail against trail in a battle royale for ultimate MPS hiking trail. Sort of, not really, but you get the idea. That's right. If you've listened to our other summits this season, you sort of know the ropes and are prepared for what's in store. Or are you? In order to shake things up a little bit and make the history of these parks a little spicier, I've devised three rounds of trivia. (laughs) (laughs) Trivia. Act trivia. (laughs) I've devised... Oh my God. Welcome to the stage. Act trivia yogurt. (laughs) (laughs) Add her to the list. She's, um, yeah, she is also a questions queen. (laughs) (laughs) Questions queen. (laughs) Anyway, I've devised three rounds of trivia just for you. Each category relates to the history of the parks we visited this season in some way, whether it be some current news, history of the park, or in some way relate to the indigenous people who originally called these lands their home. With each correct answer, we'll dive a little deeper into that story so you can learn a little bit more about the park. Are you ready? Yes. Here are our categories. The first is Newsflash. Newsflash is all about the current events within the parks, but also those whose impact goes just beyond a fleeting moment. These events have happened sometime over the last 12 months. For those of you listening to this episode in the future, that's from May 2020 to May 2021. The second category is Blast from the Past. Blast from the Past deals with direct history of the parks and relates to important events, people, or places, and their impact on one of the parks from this season. And finally, Perspectives, which explores the indigenous cultures of the land that the parks now occupy, land that was stolen from these indigenous people. Which category would you like to start with? Let's start with Blast from the Past. Great. Blast from the Past for 100. Along with taking some of the early photos of what would inspire the creation of Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Park, William Henry Jackson was one of the first people to photograph this Mesa Verde ruin as he was the official photographer for the USGS. What is Cliff Palace? That's correct. Um, so interestingly enough, he was one of the early photographers of the national parks. He was the photographer for the USGS. So he was kind of sent out and ca- was cataloging all of these different parks prior to the fact that they had become parks, which was really, really cool. He is actually related to the artist who created Uncle Sam. Oh, Which is like a little bit of tidbit of history, which is fascinating there. All right. He's like the great, great grandson, I believe. Ah, okay. So a little bit of history there. Blast from the past for 200. The name Marjorie Stoneman Douglas probably comes to mind when you think of the conservation effort of Everglades National Park. But this Western National Park near Palm Springs and its desert fauna and flora owe their founding to another passionate conservator, Minerva Hoyt. Name the park. What is Joshua Tree National Park? That's correct. Absolutely correct. Minerva Hoyt was instrumental in pushing for the conservation of desert lands. Joshua Tree was one of those parks that she had really, really had a passion for. She also had influence over the initial creation, or at least putting it on the radar for Death Valley. So she was one of those people that was really passionate about that and really pushed for that. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas is also the namesake for the high school in Parkland, yes, Florida. Yes, it is. For 300, the land of this park, which was once a part of York County, had residents that decided they would like to separate into their own county, naming it Adams after the president of the time. This was, of course, about 63 years prior to the event, which would eventually lead to its demarcation as part of the NPS. Name the park. Oh, um... Acadia. Incorrect. What is Gettysburg? I gave you that hit with the 63 years. 1863 and President Adams being president around. I know your blind spot, U.S. history. Uh, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Or presidential history. Still my blind spot. (laughs) Um, Not U.S. history because you know your U.S. history pretty well. Yeah, so Gettysburg was actually a part of this one county and these residents were like, "Nah, we want to get out of here." And so they created their own county, which became Adams. a little bit of history there for you. There was also fascinating history about interaction between the indigenous folks of the area and the first settlers, which is worth reading into, something that I didn't have enough time to like delve into right now. But if you're interested please go ahead and do that research. As we always say, it's great to do your own research too and find out some info about the stuff that we're talking about as well. For 400, this park site had foundations in the iron, sawmill, and whiskey still industries before the CCC and WPA made waves on the site what is Catoctin mountain that's absolutely correct yeah Catoctin mountain had a lot of industry that went through it and there were a lot of resources that came from it including resources in the long distant past um, which we'll talk about a little bit later and finally for 500 while efforts had been made in the late 1890s to create a new national park in this space this park was first a national monument in 1906 the same year that mesa verde became a national park And even though the, quote, kingmaker of the NPS, John Muir, had explored this park in the early 1900s, it wouldn't receive official park status until the 1960s, despite the historic route that passed near and through it. What is Grand Canyon? Incorrect. Oh, what is Petrified Forest? That's correct. Historic Route 66 was the route that of passes through and near it right. um, there's also a lot of very interesting history to the painted desert inn which is right there in painted desert national monument which those sites are basically essentially managed together because they hug one another um, this is also a great site that you could definitely see basically everything in a day um, and definitely worth doing yes yes most definitely what category would you like to go to next? Let's We've go got Last from the Past and Perspectives. Let's go to Perspectives. And I'm sorry, we have Newsflash and Perspectives. Let's go to Perspectives. Great. Perspectives for 100. These subterranean structures found at Mesa Verde, as well as a variety of other sites, which were believed to have been developed from earlier pit houses, are often cited as places for ceremonial, political, community, or familial meetings. What are kivas? That's correct. A kiva. Um, We talk all about the kind of structure and history of Mesa Verde and the architecture there in our third episode on Mesa Verde, which is all about our tour of Cliff Palace. Our park guide, when we were viewing Cliff Palace, talked a lot about the multiple uses of kivas and that they really did go beyond just ceremonial purposes, which oftentimes they're painted as just a ceremonial space. For 200, although many people do not realize it, Native Americans fought in the Civil War just as they had in previous American conflicts prior to this. While they believed that they would receive better treatment and maintain control of their land if they enlisted, this was often not the case, especially since the Civil War led into the Indian Wars which further abused and killed the indigenous people of the land. While there are no monuments to Native Americans or their contributions to the Civil War, the closest recognition comes with the depiction of this often associated but not necessarily correct Native American item on the monument to the 42nd New York at Gettysburg National Military Park. My guess is something involving feathers. No. It's what is a teepee. I see. So, unfortunately, you know, that's a... What often becomes a commonplace thought or symbol when one thinks of Native American housing, well, but is not that has become right. It has become right. not, not very is, correct. N- no. 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 Yes, some some Oh sure. Yes, some but not all. The various indigenous tribes of this land we also call America didn't necessarily use teepees. No, not at all. Lots of different styles of Lots homes. Lots of different styles mm-hmm. of homes. Exactly just like there have always been lots of different styles of homes. Exactly. For 300, the Navajo people, or Diné, revere Blanca Peak, or Mount Blanca, which is just north of this granular national park, as one of their four sacred mountains, knowing it as White Shell Mountain, or Sina Diné. What is Great Sand Dunes National Park? That's absolutely correct. So this was really fascinating information. The Diné people believe that um, there were four sacred stones that were used to create the mountains in the north, south, east, and west. This is like creation myth story and it's really fascinating to look into essentially at the very bare bones of the story. The gods of this plain which is the shimmering realm created four sacred mountains in the north, south, east, and west using different material and white shell was used to create Mount Blanca, um, which is right near our Great Sand Dunes. It's a great history to look into, um, and it's an interesting story that I suggest that you do a little bit more of your own research on. Great. For 400, this park site was one that was used to mine for rhyolite, which was a valued material for making tools in the Archaic period. No permanent year-round residences of indigenous people were believed to have been within the boundaries of this park site, but rather temporary base camps. Ryolite was important in trade and a valued material. Traces of these tools have been found as far as New York and coastal Virginia. Can you name the park site? What is Catoctin Mountain? That's correct. I sort of hinted at this in our last clue. So this is interesting, again, history of how the land of Catoctin Mountain was used for so many different things from the time of um, indigenous people using that space not as necessarily a land which was permanently occupied but one that was kind of had temporary residences that people would use to kind of mine for this stone and then eventually obviously as settlers came it was used for all of those other industries as well our last question here for 500 Um, While the Anasazi are some of the first recognized indigenous people to occupy this land, it is the Havalupai and the Havasupai who occupied the land when the white settlers arrived. Between combat with and relocation by the U.S. government, both of these tribes ended up near this parkland they originally occupied. What is Grand Canyon? That's absolutely correct. That's correct. Um, So yes, and those names, Havalupai and Havasupai, are still used within the canyon for trails and other things as well. So that leaves us with one final category, and that's Newsflash. So this is current events that have happened around the national parks within the last year. All right, for those of you listening, this is 2020 May of 2020 to May of 2021. Okay, for 100. This national park, established in 1906, was done so to help preserve the human structures within the park, including Spruce Tree House. Recently, it was honored with this distinction, the 100th park site to attain this, which recognizes the exceptional quality of the park's night sky. Please name the park and the distinction. What is Mesa Verde? Mm-hmm. And it's... um part of the Dark Sky Society? That's correct. It's part of the International Dark Sky Park Society. So that recently happened. um, I believe it was April of this year. Um, So that's a great distinction. We've been to a bunch of dark sky parks, haven't had the best of (laughs) of luck. (laughs) Um, But maybe on our trip this summer, we will have some really good luck in a dark sky park. I'm thinking probably Glacier is going to be... Or Badlands. Yeah, or Badlands. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Okay, for 200, this park, known for its specific and to some people holy flora, is also a mecca for climbing and bouldering. However, the 1995 general management plan and the 2000 backcountry and wilderness management plan are in no way sufficient to meet the current needs of the park goers, and more importantly, not in the best interests of of preservation of the park and its fragile ecosystem, which has already seen a great deal of damage with past government shutdowns. A new plan is currently being worked on. Name the park. What is Acadia? Incorrect. No, what is that? Joshua Tree. That's correct. That's it. Yeah. Joshua Tree has really endured a great amount of abuse of the land in so many ways in the last several years. And this doesn't even include... Government shutdown time. Um, we have a friend that lives basically right on the edge of the park. He has recently told us of just some things that he's come across that are like Joshua trees that are graffitied on and stones that are graf- or rocks that are graffitied on. And it's a real problem. Very sad. Especially because this park is such a mecca for so many people to visit that live in that Southern California region. It's incredibly sad, Um, and so hopefully this management plan is going to help work to stem some of these issues and solve some of these problems. For 300, bingo! Bango! This national park, which truly seems like a blast from the past, had a discovery of two new fossils in late 2020, which added to the rich tapestry of its land-before-time qualities. Name the park. What is petrified forest that's absolutely correct so two new fossils which have been discovered in petrified forest national park Um, obviously there's been a lot of discovery there in the past um, but this adds to that rich history within the park already for 400 this national park which sees its fair share of visitors has already piloted a program for reservation for two of its most popular locations within the park in the fall of 2020 One a beach, whose surface is different from the rest of the rocky shoreline, and the other a mountain summit road, whose name is also that of a car or the nickname of a very expensive health care plan. This reservation plan looks like it's here to stay. Name the park and the two locations within it that require permits. Okay, so it's, what is Acadia? That's correct. And we're talking about Cadillac Mountain. That's correct. And also, yeah, I've... I don't know right now. (laughs) Different from the rocky shoreline. It's Sand Beach. Oh, Sand Beach. (laughs) Sandy! (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So also, if you're traveling and you're headed to parks, Acadia is not the only park that has started to institute reservation systems for very popular sites. Um, We are headed to Glacier this summer. We had to reserve tickets to going to the Sun Road. Um, well, if you're when you're hearing this, we will have already been to Glacier. That's right. We'll be there and back. <laughs> there and done. So yep. um, it's a hobbit's tale. Um, but anyway, take a look and see anytime you're going to a park if reservations are required, especially if you're headed there in a very busy time of year. You really may need to look in advance. We had to get our tickets for going to the Sun Road yep. about a month out, right? It was about a month out. We were yeah, able to reserve. It was two months out. Oh, it was 60 60 days. days. So um, be aware of that because those tickets can go quickly. The nice thing about going to the Sun Road is you were able to, they have some walk-ups that you can do day of, um, but that's also, you know, a potential crapshoot. So, yeah. yeah. And our final question of Newsflash. During the summer of 2020, I wrote 20... (laughs) 202 (laughs) during the summer of 2020 when many monuments were called into question vandalized or taken down a monument in this park site appeared to be yet another however what had in fact occurred was the application of a biological cleaning solution which reacted when wetted from a passing rainstorm name name the park bonus points if you can name the monument okay what is gettysburg that is correct and it's the, is it the Robert E. Lee statue? It's not. It's not. It's the Arkansas ma- Memorial. Okay. Um, and apparently what had happened is, so this is a biological agent that um, is used pretty widely with um, within park sites where there are sculptures or statuary or monuments um, to clean off lichen or mold or anything like that. And basically it was sprayed. They realized that it reacted well. Um, with rain so that the park s- staff all they needed to do was spray it let a rainstorm pass if they knew one was coming and that would kind of do the rest of the work for them so it would like kind of like hasten their job um, and I guess people had walked by the monument previously to the rainstorm then walked by again and it looked like it had been damaged but it was just the chemical reacting and doing its job Oh, so people thought because it was a monument to a southern state that there was some it was being um, it was being vandalized vandalized mm-hmm. look at that look at that and that's our histories episode but we're not done we got to talk about our drag queen for this episode great ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the stage page count page count page count felt like <laughs> a very appropriate queen page for this count. episode mm-hmm. i think she's a vampire oh Counts. Yeah, counts she's page counts. Counts. <laughs> I think she's a vampire. She's a vampire queen. She's a so, v- vampira. Vampire. So does she have a very like Elvira sort of vibe no. going on? No. No. I think she's like a you wouldn't know she was the vampire. Okay. Maybe she's like maybe she's like gaga and horror story and she doesn't bite she cuts oh (laughs) she's got that finger as long as Matthew Bomber is there let's go (laughs) (laughs) um I okay so she's the the countess page countess (laughs) page countess I mean could also be her name Mm -hmm. look at that Mm -hmm. I like that yeah that's fair especially since vampires live a very long time she Mm -hmm. feels even more appropriate now because she's a history queen yes exactly she's seen it all she's seen everything she has seen it all I do imagine I think her fashion is very much like the music video of Total Eclipse of the Heart. Very oh. big, flowy, oh, white, gigantic wind. hair, wind, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do appreciate and that. And I think she does 80s music. Oh, well, that was her favorite decade that right. she lived through. I think she lip syncs... It must have been love. Oh, that's I'm, I'm thinking like it must have been love, but it's over now. Mm-hmm. It's like her, like... Her ballad for t- all her, time. <laughs> maybe it's like an act she does when she's like claiming, claiming a vampire victim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so is that part of the stage show? Yeah. I but think... people don't realize what's happening. They're like, oh, what a great act that was. But she's actually turning people. Oh, she's just, I think, turning the one person on stage with her. Right. That's what I'm saying. She's turning that person, but no one in the audience knows what's going on. Right. Maybe maybe it's like, do you want to come up here and mm-hmm. be a part of my act? But really, that person's a plant. Oh, okay. And so by the end of it, they are turned into a vampire. There was consent. There was, yeah, important. of course. And so that person turns into a vampire. And so it's like, oh, she just pit- pulled somebody out of the audience and turned them into a vampire. Oh, no. Oh, I see. Look at that. That's my thought. Oh, I like that. Total Eclipse of the Heart. So does she have like Halloween merchandise? Because I feel like she could capitalize on that. Or no, she's just not into Halloween. I don't think so. No. I think she's got, um, maybe she has like a lipstick line, like a very oh, red lipstick. Very red lipstick. That's what it's called. <laughs> very red lipstick. VRL. <laughs> <Right. laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Page count. This has been the Season 3 Summit by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and hosted by us, Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaysatthenationalparks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. That's gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram and on our website is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sclios. Our music producer is Skylar Ford This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Ocean County, New Jersey.